Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. It is January 13th, 2023, and tonight we'll be talking about modern, or ugh, modern, jeez, got modern on the brain there. Uh, we'll be talking about Mortal Kombat 2's source code coming out and reveals a bunch of cut details, including a bunch of sprites that did not make it into the original release of the game. We'll also, of course, be talking about Ubisoft canceling a bunch of different titles, including pushing out Skull and Bones into potentially next year. And, of course, we'll also be talking about the potential of Sony Maybe having a new shooter in the works? When you see the clip, you might think of an original series potentially coming back. That and more, of course, here on the NPC's Weekly News Roundup. And, of course, it is time to get right into it. Of course, I am Travis, and joining me live via Discord is that guy Kyle over there. Kyle, what's up, man? Oh, Nada, what's up? Well, dude, I'm going to adjust your face here a tiny bit on the live stream. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I fixed your face. Not that it was broken. It was just Discord was misaligned. Oh, my on, face uh, is always broken. It's okay. You know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll give it to you there. So uh, here we are, of course, to deliver the news. And we're going to hop right into it because this story might be a little bit longer to start off with. But it is uh, Mortal. I can't believe I keep on wanting to say modern. It's Modern Warfare 2 is just modern Mortal Kombat. <laughs> modern Kombat 2. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat 2. The source code leaked out and has since been DMCA'd by... Um, by Warner Brothers, the parent company of NetherRealm. Uh, but even though it leaked out, it was over the holiday, and it revealed a bunch of cut details, and more specifically, a bunch of sprites that we're going to be going through here, at least, and showing. But some of the details, of course, here is that uh, over the holiday uh, time period, though, um, Mortal Kombat 2 source code ended up on GitHub, had a lot of different polls, had a lot of different uh, people taking it and going through it on their own before Warner Brothers threw a uh, DMCA notice at it. And I believe that was uh, mid last week to late last week on when that actually happened. Um, and since then, of course, it's been pulled. It's been reshared multiple times through different mediums and such. But yeah, we actually got to see or get to see here some interesting things that have been cut from uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 2. So I'm going to hop right over here to it from the Twitter thread here. So this Twitter thread, the original article we were referencing is from Kotaku. Uh, but this Twitter thread here they reference is from Pegasus Kid, uh, aka their handle is at Annoying Dog three twenty two, and they took the time to go through the uh, actual source code itself and pull out a bunch of the sprite details and make it easier for us to see. There is a longer video referenced in the Kotaku uh, article that's more of a deep dive of everything that's in the GitHub repo. So if you want to see that, you can go grab the link from there. But in the meantime. Kyle, we were talking about some of these sprites and some of these mm -hmm. things that were in here. Um, more specifically, I think what we were really focusing on is not necessarily the Johnny Cage stuff here, because it looks like he had a fatality of some type that was supposed to be uh, in the game, but never actually right. made it to full fruition. Um, it is fully animated out, fully fleshed out, just like the Mortal Kombat uh, games of yore, where it was actually images and screen or like actual video of uh people playing as the characters and then mm -hmm. of course all that animated in into controllable characters um but outside the johnny cage stuff i think one of the more interesting things we had here was i'm going to scroll all the way down to it now was Liu kang's uh weird like leg thing and i know everybody can see that yeah. here now especially is that it's a this double knee animation and so it's like i I paused through the frames to see if I can catch it. I did it like once when I was trying to figure it out. But I know our there yeah, we go. Yeah, it's like Got his it. leg breaks midway through or like at the very end of the kick. 
Yeah, it's like almost what's happening more than anything is that it's like his foot goes flat instead and like something in the way that they were um, importing the animation and that like it was it was weird how like maybe the image was caught from the film camera and like it's more so that his uh, pants are cut off or something instead. Like they're laying flat up against his foot instead. But just you watch this over and over again. It's like, did he break like the middle part of his uh, of his calf or something there? The bone that runs through his calf and uh, just is that it for Liu Kang? Is that it? I mean, obviously not, but. I, mean, I don't know, Kyle. Like, I mean, this source yeah, I, code dropped a bunch of things outside of the sprites, but was there another one that caught your attention out of all these? Well, just the uh, the the Liu Kang back fist that kind of reminded me of like a later move from uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, Pre broadcast Nightwolf from um, Mortal Kombat Three. Um, I don't know the. Uh, the extra animation frames uh for for moves and stuff or some of the the raiden stuff uh like the the short lightning or i don't know if that was supposed to be like a sub zero move uh but the uh i what they call it the tornado or the twister yeah the tornado uh but he like fires his uh uh i guess freeze downward Looks kind of neat. I I don't know what what that was supposed to be in effect for. Maybe it was supposed to be um, before they decided to do the ice move where he you jump away type thing. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that could have been the case. It also, I mean, it really looks like it could have been still a Sub Zero animation. It could have been any of the other characters though, because there's the not only the the martial arts part of it, but there's also the the mysticism and fantasy stuff that goes into it anyway, especially with Raiden and the lightning reptile with the uh, acid spit and that too. So this could have been honestly like related to anybody, but it does give sub zero vibes looking at it at least. Yeah. And then of course there was the, uh, the fatality animation for Johnny cage that uh, he's literally missing the entire back of his head and they have sprites for the, the rest of them. So I don't know who's, um, fatality it was supposed to be completing for um so it looks like what this fatality i think it's johnny here, cage's cut fatality is what it looks like the uh brain rip uh yeah. from one of the earlier posts but yeah and it, based on this they according to what the pegasus kid said is that they were all completed and ready but it says yeah. seeing uh and seeing these i can see why it was deemed too violent imagine how everyone would have reacted back in the day if they saw this and of course mortal Kombat is known already for being um, pretty brutal anyway in its sense and it's definitely gotten to be more brutal now especially over the uh over the years with like their x yeah, and but th- this uh, particular I mean, fatality i guess caused them to replace the fatality with a, a mortal Kombat one fatality because of the violence so yeah and it's well it's interesting to see exactly how much of it it's insane how much of it was cut especially like um uh, there were there's another Twitter thread here that was referenced that I was reading earlier too, that apparently um, there was apparently going to be an early or alternate storyline panel, and so if I share this one here, um, let me let's see where is it? It's that one here. It actually shows Shao Kahn with uh, the uh, um, with what appears to be some sort of stepping stones and that into a portal. 
And apparently, though, is that Shao Kahn, I guess, I, I don't remember Mortal Kombat 2, because you got to think, you got to go back to like the Super Nintendo and Genesis era. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe the way that this was described originally looking is that it was Shao Kahn with just like flames behind him, not necessarily a portal to anywhere else. But it seems like there was some sort of additional storyline or something built out that could have played out in Mortal Kombat 2 that wasn't originally seen in the first place. So that would actually be pretty neat to see, like, the fact that maybe there could have been more to Mortal Kombat 2 at that point in time, like more more story development or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, Do they actually have it here? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Although the alternate panel of Sindel's Spurred Lover looks the same as Mortal Kombat 2's final Shao Kahn attract mode screen, the unused artwork has a bunch of cloaked wizards on floating platforms in the background instead of a roaring fire. According to Polygon, the original artwork is more imposing because it illustrates how stacked the odds are against Earthrealm. That's from the Kotaku article. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, there's just so much out there at least that we haven't even covered here you know at least looking at the sprites because it's nice to see the animations and stuff and especially with what happened behind the scenes uh serpent knight here in chat adds martial artist daniel you have to forgive me if i'm butchering this I'm, it's far enough away from me um it's piscina yeah i think it's daniel piscina got the digitized role of johnny cage fresh off an extra role in the second ninja turtles movie huh interesting well there's a little tidbit there for you yeah. kyle he went from Kinda ninja, cool. ninja turtles to Mortal Kombat 2, so ninjas to ninjas. But um, with all that, though, it's like if you guys want to see more of this, you can go check out the Kotaku article and grab the link there to uh, the different Twitter posts that we went through in tandem with the overview video that's up on YouTube right now. Again, that video is definitely more of a detailed deep dive into the source code for Mortal Kombat 2. I don't think anybody's going to be compiling this anytime soon, but hey, you know, if you want to give it a try yourself, you want to try to figure out how you can get it, by all means, go for it. Yeah. Uh, even with all that, let's carry on here to the next thing. And Kyle, I'm not really shocked about this story here, I guess, because we hadn't heard anything from him yet. Now we have. NVIDIA and Google have decided to go ahead and join on Sony's side in protesting the Microsoft Activision Blizzard King deal. Uh, so apparently Bloomberg for this article from Video Games Chronicle, has said uh, that uh, both NVIDIA and Google have provided information to support the FTC's argument that the acquisition could give Microsoft an unfair advantage in cloud, subscription, and mobile gaming. Uh, It also says here, however, one source also claimed that while NVIDIA made a case for the need for equal and open access to games, it didn't directly oppose the acquisition. So that's interesting that Google and NVIDIA, who... I, I, at least from the surface, haven't really worked together. We know that Google worked with AMD on uh, Radeon cards in their uh, systems specifically for um, uh, for Stadia, which, you know, is getting shut down here, I think, next week. But we, um, you know, we saw a lot of that with the AMD side, though. So, you know, for NVIDIA to kind of be in on some of this, um, I don't know if it was a joint statement or what, is kind of interesting, but more so even the fact that NVIDIA says that there needs to be equal and open access to games, but doesn't directly oppose the acquisition. So maybe NVIDIA is looking for concessions. I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Like, where, where yeah, do you see this play I, at? I think it's really weird that NVIDIA uh, to join the fight. I mean, they've they've got their GeForce Now service. Um, but other than that, I, ha, has it really been a competitor to to 
cloud gaming on for Microsoft. I mean, it's it's a it's an entirely different thing. Yeah, because you you have to have those games. You have to pay for the access through NVIDIA, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, exactly. You pay NVIDIA for a service to stream games from your existing libraries, from Steam, from Battle.net, from EA, uh, from, uh, I think, maybe Epic Games, maybe from Riot as well. And all of those games, more specifically, are built to be used on a uh, computer more than they are, I think, like mobile devices. I believe like you can do it on Android and iOS, but uh, it's definitely more so to be played in your standard like PC gaming fashion. Whereas, yeah, you're right. Microsoft's offer for Xbox cloud gaming is you don't have to own any of the games. You pay the subscription, you get access to the titles. See, and I mean, I get maybe where it could be a, a little bit abrasive to NVIDIA, but I, I think more or less they're just looking for concessions because NVIDIA has been in the game for a long, a long time. They haven't had a competitor up until Microsoft really, um, when you think about it, I mean, did Google Stadia didn't stand a chance. And uh, as, as for Google, the only reason I can maybe think that uh, they're they're trying to get a foot in the game now is because of uh, Diablo Immortal, because of uh, games like Candy Crush. Uh, fear that they might be losing a, uh, I guess, a stake in in purchases. The the fact that you know people still have to pay them what is it twenty or thirty percent you know of every purchase that they don't even know that they're paying Google um, when they they make the purchase in game if you know you you make your ninety nine cents uh, for for an extra life or whatever and all of a sudden you know thirty cents is still going to Google. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. The other side of it, or, or the other part of it too, that you like you know we didn't expect. Uh, you kind of started to get to there, but we haven't expanded on yet, is the fact that, you know, NVIDIA is worried about cloud. Microsoft's mm-hmm. been in cloud for for long enough now, though, too, like, if not longer. And at the same time, uh, with Google's standpoint on it, though, too, is that their gaming platform failed. Like, Stadia flat out just failed. And it's getting shut. Oh, yeah. It's either already just been shut down, or I believe that's coming up maybe this next week. I don't remember. But it's very soon, if not already have happened here in January. Um, so we're seeing a couple different things here. Like, you know, we're going back again to cloud subscription and mobile gaming. So the cloud offering itself, though, um, the cloud part I could potentially see, but because the market is specifically in the gaming side of it for the cloud is one thing. The subscription part, okay, yeah, sure, because now Google is not able to take any sort of subscriptions now that Stadia is gone. Um, you know, they've right. got subscriptions for other things, but the majority of the stuff that they offer is free anyway. Uh, you know, you just pay with your data. And then the mobile gaming part, well, Google is a platform in the sense to play mobile games if you look at Android. NVIDIA has a, a mobile offering when it comes to playing games through GeForce Now. So, right. I mean, I mean, they could be opposed. I'm like, I'm really curious to actually see their um, their details shared out. Like, I, I'm actually really hoping here at sometime soon we can get information out. Like, here's their public release, even with stuff redacted. That is like, here is what they've had to say about their concerns about it. So all we have to see, go you know, off of is just these bits and pieces right now. Right. And I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if part of it is the fact that they'll, they'll be losing revenue from the fact that you know they they won't have uh i mean they'll they'll still be potentially hosting uh 
you know the the xbox cloud gaming service and stuff but who who's gonna you know host downloads for uh diablo immortal for candy crush there it's still gonna probably be hosted through google because you're gonna have to download it through google play uh there really aren't downloads per se through the the xbox cloud gaming service on your phone so all the purchases and stuff are still going to be hosted through Google, but you're making them through Microsoft. And I think maybe that's where part of the, the hang up is, is the fact that, you know, Google's worried about loss of revenue or, you know, potentially um, a disruption in revenue because of it or, you know, disruption in service um, in, in some form or another. Yeah, that's also another part of it, too, that makes me wonder if it could be some of it. Now, I'm even thinking on Google's side, is that Google, as a part of a deal with uh, with Activision Blizzard, is that Google became the home, more specifically YouTube did, became the home for them streaming Call of Duty League and Overwatch League. Oh. And I think, I like, I wouldn't be surprised if Activision Blizzard actually signed a cloud hosting deal with Google that included part of that YouTube deal as well. So that way, like, games were, like, hosted in their cloud instance or something. Like, they were using their back end for multiplayer. They're using their back end as a caching system for uh, their games to be distributed out. You know, something like that was also a part of kind of, like, the broader deal. And right. because that's a source of revenue for Google, and that could be coming into the cloud part here, is that, oh, they're just going to pick up and migrate all their stuff over to Azure now instead. Now Google's going to miss out on you know, revenue because it's now all under one banner instead. So, it, mm -hmm. I mean, and I would kind of expect some of that anyway to be potentially there, but who knows? There might even be other concessions there that have to relate to the cloud technology to be supported first. Um, you know, it says, it's like, well, you're going to own it, but you have to understand that it's like you need to host on, you know, it's like you can't just host everything on Azure for X amount of years. You have to you have to abide by these agreements, which Microsoft is good about doing, uh, and then have to do it for so much longer post that agreement. You know, there might be right. some type of concession like that, I think, right off the bat. But that's about the only thing cloud wise I can really at least kind of put my finger on after we've been talking about it a bit. Yeah, I I don't know at this point. It, like that 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 sounds probably what's gonna have to happen but i i don't know it, it it's hard to say without you know google and nvidia being more forward about you know what type of concessions or you know what kind of disruptions this is causing for them um i don't know it, it it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes but because of everything and how how rocky the year has already started with the deal I could see this potentially not even completing throughout any time this year, even at this point. Yeah, I don't expect us to hit that June, July, twenty twenty three date for any of this. I think you're talking about you're talking about the 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 request for information, request for comment from the from uh, stakeholders at least as they represent the greater like tech community, tech and gaming community, and then you're talking about requests for comment from uh the um uh from customers from consumers just like what we saw in the uk where um mm -hmm. i think we had reported on it several weeks ago that it was like what 75 percent of uk respondents were in favor of the yeah. uh acquisition so 
it's going to be interesting to see exactly what that looks like. And obviously, of course, here in the U.S., I hate to say it, requests for comments from the general consumer always end up being a bloodbath because you get people who create bots that just spam these awful comments in there that just flood the system and it, it just normally never helps the process. So I assume that's coming down the line. They haven't said anything, obviously, yet that it is. Um, but I don't know. Kyle, are you going to drop a comment on it if they do open up public comment? Oh yeah, I think I'll, I'll I'll drop a comment on it if they if they open it up. Um, I, I don't know. I I I think just as a kind of closing thing for me is I I I think if we're if we're still looking at that June July uh, time period, that I think is the time when we're gonna start looking at potentially the acquisition actually going through or begin the the the. Uh, the process of going through and it'll still take it through potentially the end of the year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think we're going to have a yeah. little bit more time to wait. And to be perfectly honest, that's fine. Let the process work itself out. And if it ends up being successful, okay, that's one thing. If not, I mean, we're still going to have games to play. We're still going to have things to play. You know, it's not the end of the world for us gamers if this doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our next story, though, of course, is. Ubisoft canceling several titles and pushing Skull and Bones release date again. Again. So, <laughs> so simple enough. Um, putting it out there is that uh, it's gone ahead and killed another three games, uh, including uh, on top of the four that they actually I guess, shut down last summer. Now, this is what annoys me, Kyle. Apparently, one of the three games that they canceled may have been the Splinter Cell reboot. I've heard that. Um, I know that la what was it? one of the games that they had ca canceled uh, previously was a VR Splinter Cell. Um, I think so, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is Ubisoft really hurting that bad? Apparently I, it is. Apparently they are. I I honestly think it's because they've they've tried to uh, they've tried to do too much at this point, and they've put too much into assassin's creed personally the fact that that skull and bones is getting delayed again that's totally ridiculous we should have had this game like two years ago we really should have yeah because the game was originally announced i believe in 2017 and now mm -hmm. it's 2023 and yeah moving on to the skull and bones part of course with it having been announced as long as it's a uh, long ago as it was where we're at now, apparently it's going to be apparently part of the 2023-2024 fiscal year, which for Ubisoft is uh, April through March, which means that we aren't going to be seeing this game until after the date that they had just announced recently, which was March 9th. So part yeah. of it is that they've got a beta phase coming up here soon for the game itself. Um, so the game isn't going to release in full. I would be surprised if they use March 9th as the... Uh, beta date instead like they're just going to change that back around to being the beta date mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, I guess whatever other games are coming out the the Assassin's Creed titles we've got coming out the partnership with uh, 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 what is it who is it in China that they're working with is it NetEase or is it I don't think it's Tencent that they were working with in China on the uh, the mobile Assassin's Creed game Ooh, I thought it was I think it was Net. I thought he, I think it's NetEase. I think so. I think it is NetEase as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And then of course we've. Uh, besides that, one of the interesting things here is that um, 
they uh it's not a part of this article here that we're referencing, which is from uh, Engadget. But another thing in regards to Ubisoft is, and this makes me roll my eyes so hard, is that um, uh, the CEO of Ubisoft, and I always pronounce his name wrong, uh, Yves uh, Gilmont, uh, he actually went ahead and made a comment about how the, um, like, basically how it's the responsibility for the, uh, like the success of the company in the sense of like, um, it's like if anything fails, it's your fault. You know, it's, it's, he's, he's putting more focus on the, uh, and more like on the shoulders of the employees than he is himself as the leader of the company. Basically, it's more of a, it's not going to be my fault. It's going to be your fault instead. That's kind of shitty. I'm going to try to find that article really quick. But yeah, well, I mean, just with that, what do you think? Uh, you know, uh, a good staff can't lead uh can't succeed without a good leader um and obviously that that sounds like a sign of weakness if he thinks he can just blame everything on his staff but i mean i i think they need to look at what they've done with the company themselves because uh ubisoft is is who puts out far cry correct Uh... or is that is that ea no it is it is yeah it, it, is it is Ubisoft. Yeah, it is a Ubisoft title. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, they they had all this marketing for Far Cry Six, and the game really didn't hit home like they thought it was going to. But I think they're they're running with played out ideas at this point. They're trying to lean too much into the fact that they they've wanted to do these. Oh well, we want to make series that are going to continue on Assassin's Creed. Initially, they thought it was going to be like a three three game thing, and the only reason that they've kept with it is because they knew they could bleed the series out into infinity. Um, yeah, I think Skull and Bones is on it. It's obviously just technically kind of a uh, a breakaway from that. Um, the fact that the that uh, what was it Assassin's Creed Four had such great success um, with Black Flag. That, you know, they, they were like, so many people were excited about the ship combat that they, they wanted to do a game strictly about ship combat. And they announced that six, like something like six months after um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag had been out. So and then, you know, we heard about it in 2017 that it was coming out. But then it's been like radio silence except for, oh, it's delayed. Oh, it's delayed. And it's delayed again. I think maybe the fact uh, the, the the thing that um, Ubisoft needs to do is they need to consolidate and focus. There's a lot of IPs that they have totally disregarded. And um, honestly, th those are the IPs that people want to play. Your Splinter Cell, um, you, I, I think they've overlooked like Division. They've overlooked some, some of the other IPs um, that they, they have in their repertoire. And instead, they've leaned way too heavily into Assassin's Creed. They've leaned way too heavily into some of these other IPs, and they're just not successful anymore because they've put all their eggs in one basket. Oh, yeah. I, Assassin's Creed has been that one for many years, and the fact that they mm -hmm. haven't really sorted out what they wanted to do with it, yeah. Um, so apparently what... Well, and even with the new Assassin's Creed game, it they're making a big change going back to the original. But is it too little too late i mean this is a change that they should have made 
uh, probably three or four games ago. You know, they they should have had th this refocus when you know Unity came out. Yeah, and Unity was a problem anyway. I know that a lot of people liked mm -hmm. the game, but that game was so plagued with with glitches and technical problems that, yeah. So I found the stuff here from uh, Yves Gamal in his um, in regards to the delays and cancellation stuff. And this one comes from Kotaku. He says, Today more than ever, I need your full energy and commitment to ensure we get back on the path of success. I'm also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible. Um, let's see. Apparently here, uh, lots of publishers faced game delays during the pandemic, but Ubisoft was hit harder than most. Skull and Bones, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and Assassin's Creed Mirage were all at one time or another expected to ship by the end of last year. Guillemot told staff that these delays have weighed on our cost and decreased our associated revenues. Um, and they're expecting a almost half billion dollar loss for the fiscal year ending in March 2023 because of the delays. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that they've announced like six Assassin's Creed games before they've even completed Skull and Bones. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so apparently here's the rest of what his, his message had said. And this one comes from TrueAchievements.com. Uh, Gilmont says the ball is in your court to deliver the this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we are capable of achieving. And they go on to say here in their article, Gilmont's words can be seen as potentially more problematic when viewed in the light of the discussion around crunch culture, which has resurfaced in recent years. For instance, Ubisoft's future success apparently requires a higher level of commitment from employees who are also simulta simultaneously excuse me, expected to crack down on spending and initiatives, while Gilmont himself seems to sidestep his part in ensuring the company's success and lays the burden on the staff. So, yeah, I... That's personally the side of a weak leader. He he puts everything on his staff and takes no flack for anything. He just wants to make calls and and not not suffer the repercussions of any decision that he makes and put it all on his staff. That's that's bad leadership, honestly. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But the fact though, the problem is that he isn't going to go because his because uh, his family owns the majority of the company. So there, there there's yeah. not going to be a, a point in time we're actually going to see um, that change, unfortunately. Yeah, I, that that's unfortunate. Um, I, I feel for the staff, honestly, um, and I, I wish they, they had a better voice and a bigger voice in the company uh for Same. for someone to be able to stand up and and actually say that you know there's a reason skull and bones is getting delayed there's a reason that we're canceling these titles and that there's there's potentially a reason we should be looking away from assassin's creed um instead of looking to the future of assassin's creed for everything i mean one assassin's creed game every three or four years it, i'd be fine with that you know, we don't we don't need a new Assassin's Creed game every year, let alone two every year for the next four. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, hopefully these next couple Assassin's Creed titles that are coming out are going to be enough to fill the gap. But, yeah, let's get Ubisoft back to some of the things that it used to do instead of mm -hmm. just Assassin's Creed and, and Far Cry every so often, you know. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but as we carry on, of course, let's talk about the next bit here in our news, and that is Xbox and Bethesda have announced a what they're calling a developer direct. 
Uh, so they go on here in the uh, news post on news.xbox.com, or also known as the Xbox Wire. Uh, January 25th is when they're going to be having this, and it's going to be giving fans an inside look at some of the games coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass over the next few months. Uh, so they're going to be tar- uh, yeah, talking, talking, excuse me, talking with Arcane Austin, Mojang Studios, Turn Ten Studios, and Zenimax Online Studios, uh, and they're going to be focusing on titles such as Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and Redfall. One of the more interesting things here, though, is that they have already announced that they will be doing a dedicated standalone show for Starfield uh, sometime here in the near future. Uh, there were some people who were concerned about the fact that they had made no mention of uh, Starfield being a part of this at all. Uh, you know, for all the people to tune into this, and it's like, oh, there's no Starfield. Why did you, why did you mislead us? So this was Microsoft getting ahead of it to let fans know, hey, no Starfield news here. You're gonna have to wait for another one here after. You know, uh, but they're gonna talk about a lot of different stuff here, at least in regards to it. Like, uh, I'm excited about two of them more specifically. Forza Motorsport. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see more of, of that one. Um, and then, of course, what more of Minecraft Legends, more specifically. Like, I played Minecraft Dungeons. I've played Minecraft for plenty of years, too. I'm curious to see more of Legends and see exactly uh, more of what that's going to look like, especially if we get, um, like what they say here, we're going to actually see exclusive gameplay footage during the Direct as well, too. Um what about you, Kyle? Out of out of at least the four they show here, maybe they're going to talk about some other games too. But what do you hope to see? Like, what are you excited about? So I, I I've always had a little bit of an interest in uh, Elder Scrolls Online. So it's kind of I've I always kind of like getting the news uh, about that, even though that I've only played it a little here and there. Um, I'm extremely excited about any any news about a new Forza Motorsport game after the the success of you know horizon and 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 seeing how well it did um i i can only imagine what they're going to do with the track scene um in in the upcoming motorsport game um mm-hmm. and actually i'm i'm kind of interested in finding out more about redfall after finding out that it's more of uh like supposed to be a far cry style uh like looter shooter um instead of like a uh, focused level by level with a hub world where you you know gather your friends, uh, there there is actually uh, a story and and an open world to to explore and areas to to gather resources and and loot in. So I'm kind of curious to find out more about that one actually. Okay, yeah, I I think Redfall is going to look pretty good. Like I'm kind of interested to see the kind of mix, you know, of like being able to play in multiplayer but have vampires this time to worry about. Or even yeah. more of the different types of undead that aren't zombies or modifications of zombies, you know. That's... Well, I, I mean, how how long have we been doing the zombie thing? Yeah, it, oh it's yeah, too too many zombies for too long. We need something else. Vampires is kind of cool. Well, especially the fact that uh, World War Z is supposed to have their new uh, version released coming up here in the next two weeks. That's supposed to include that new like horde mode X or whatever where it's oh, going yeah. to actually increase the um, amount of zombies in those different hordes on World War Z up by, like, I think a factor of either... It's, like, as low as 10 or up as, like, a factor of 100. It's going to be a lot. Holy it's cow, basically... that game had a lot of zombies anyway. It's going to have I mean, more now. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty close to what the 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 effect of the, um, the movie gave you, but 
man, I can only imagine a hundred times more. They would just be a sea of zombies. My, I am, I actually half expect my Series X in the midst of trying to cool itself to like take off. Like I imagine uh. that if I can try World War Z with all that, I actually expect <laughs> it to sound like a PlayStation Four with the jet engine type fan on it. But for this one to actually truly force it to take off. <laughs> I'm sure if I fed a little bit of fuel or something underneath there into the cooling fan, it would spark just right, and I'd get a jet engine coming out of the vents on the top of the Series X. <laughs> that would be an interesting one to explain to the wife, because the Series X is in the bedroom right now. So, huh. Right. That'd be a fun one. What are you playing over there? Why is the house on fire? Zombies, dear. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies. But, but anyway, of course, it was a pretty quick one there. Could have been a quest marker, but hey, gave us a chance to talk a little bit more uh, about it. I, I just, it, it's... I don't know. It, it's worth the announcement. I mean, it's not too often that that Microsoft does something like this. It's a little weird that they call it a direct, since oh, the, you know yeah. that's been Nintendo's thing for like what we're we're going on six years for for the Switch, and I think they were doing uh, directs even before the Switch. So that's a little strange for them to call it a direct, but right. I don't I know. Think, but I don't. Maybe think... they should switch back to showcase. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo has uh, a copyright on, like, the Direct or anything like that. So, I, I know. I Trust me. When I heard it, yeah. I thought the same thing. But whatever. Let them have it. Right. You know? right. All right. And, of course, with that, we move on to our last story in the main stories for tonight, for this week, actually, excuse me. And that is in regards to Sony may have a new third-person shooter in the works. So uh, this article is from Video Games Chronicle and was published on the 8th of January. And uh, some footage was leaked out uh, from an unannounced PlayStation shooter. Uh, apparently, it's a sci-fi third-person shooter that is being developed in Unreal Engine 5. And a According to, and this is from the article, it says notable leaker Dusk Golem has claimed they have seen a lot more of the game and that the footage is from an older build. It is claimed that the game is being worked on through XDev with an unknown external studio. Uh, so that's interesting for them to say. I'm going to bring this up here. Kyle, I know you have the link, of course, to the article there, too. I'm going to mm -hmm. bring this up and look at it. What I'm more curious about here looking at it, you know, there's a little bit of sound and such. Um, it's only five seconds, but could we possibly be looking at maybe a little bit of resistance coming back? That's almost what I had thought. And I was like, well, God dang, it's about time. Honestly. Um, I only say maybe because it doesn't echo everything about it, but like I think, yeah. Like, if you if you decide like maybe they want to take it to the next step to offer third person, or maybe the third person is just part of like a debug feature or something instead, I don't know. Um, but it looks like it could be maybe something in that line. I don't know. But well, Resistance did have uh, third person ga uh, gameplay. I mean, oh, did it? Uh, I, I only remember say... it being first person. Uh, the PSP one, I want to say, was third person. Hmm. Okay. I'll, you worked and for actually, GameStop. Actually, it was, it was excellent. Really okay. long, great story. Um, I honestly think it's a, it's time for the Resistance games. or And shoot, even the Killzone games to come back. Um, we were just talking what, about this, what too. Is Sony, yeah, I know. What has Sony been doing? They're sleeping on these titles. 
And I I know Resistance has a, a huge fan base that's been we could, jumping at the bit for a new one. Sony has the opportunity right now to bring back Resistance, Killzone, Mag, SOCOM. Especially for the fact like between Mag, oh, yeah, Mag and so- between like Mag and SOCOM, especially the fact that it's like you know all this argument with the Activision Blizzard stuff and Call of Duty and that it's like you guys have that and you could still rely uh, potentially on Battlefield as well too. So you know I just yeah. uh, I'm throwing that one out there. Well, um, and it's funny because you know yeah. Battlefield, Call of Duty, they're only starting to do something that Mag did on the PS3, and the Mag servers have been closed for quite a while. Granted, Mag did have some issues, you know. There were, there were missing animations for, like, reloads or, like, you know, shouldering your, your gun to go to, to, like, scope in and stuff. But it still had really good gameplay for as many players as you could play online. It was extremely smooth at times. Um, so, I mean, Sony had that in the bag way before anyone did. And it, it's surprising that they haven't tried to return to that form. I'm surprised that they haven't either, but I wonder if it's been such an obsession with some of the other things they've been working on internally, like especially the, especially with stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn or, or even the, the Horizon series as a whole, um, the Last of Us series. Uh, Uncharted hasn't had anything, at least specifically as related to the PlayStation 5 now, at least. Uh, God of War. Um, you know, they've been focused on first-party titles, but it's like there's all these other ones that they haven't expanded out to that might be a boon for them and i would love to well, see a new kill zone i'd love to see a new resistance hell i'd love a new socom but right sony's sleeping on it right now yeah and it, it's funny they've been focusing so much on these single player experience games but a lot of the the single player experience games not not in the recent generation but in their previous generations actually had multiplayer modes that people adored look at uncharted I I know uh, I got hooked on a, a on the Uncharted multiplayer for a little while. It was just fun. It was different, you know. Oh yeah, like I remember bits and pieces of it because I haven't owned a PlayStation since the PS2. But that doesn't mean I haven't played games on the PS3 or PS4. Um, but yeah, there's all these beloved things and beloved feature sets in these games that you won't see show up in other games because it's just. If it does, it doesn't hold weight to uh, what these previous titles had already done. So that's why, like watching that footage there, even though it's a five-second clip, gives or clip, excuse me, gives me vibes of Resistance. That maybe Sony's finally realized, hey, let's go into the back catalog. What do we have that was popular? Oh yeah, Resistance was a great title. Mm-hmm. Let's get that one rolling again, and let's see what we can do to make that great. So. Who knows? Maybe it's like this only leaked out now because stuff's being reviewed again, and maybe we'll see something around E3 time. Who knows? I, I'm 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 sitting here with like in a very impatient ADHD filled state, waiting to know more. So yeah, I I don't know. I the fact that that Sony's just been so focused on this whole and not just focused like laser focused on the whole Call of Duty thing, and the fact that you know. They had exclusivity on some levels and some content for, you know, a full year in previous titles, and they're afraid of losing it. And, you know, Microsoft has had success with their first-person shooters and their third-person shooters. Why doesn't Sony look back and go, oh, shoot, we got those two? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um 
I don't know. I don't know why they they I don't know why they are the way that they are. Like yeah. I actually don't know. Um it really like bothers the hell out of me that they haven't sorted themselves out yet. So But oh. hey, I mean Sony what got got stake in uh Discord how many months ago? Like six, eight months ago. And uh Microsoft has had Discord on the console since before the first of the year. Sony won't actually get it until the the update coming later this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know either. But pretty pretty bizarre. It is. But it is. But hey, five, five seconds to just pour over and just to think about and to speculate with people online or speculate with us here, of course. Um, of course, again, it's only a five second clip. There hasn't been anything else shared out about it. But usually when one leak starts, another one springs up, and then it's just a whole flood of information. So we can only hope that maybe this got out there just because we are on the cusp of hearing more about a potential first-party uh, shooter title coming from Sony. So, uh, But with all that, that is it for the main stories for this week. And now we turn it over to Kyle to do the last bit of this week's news roundup, and that would be our portion called quest markers. So Kyle, what do we have in the quest markers this week? Yeah, so for our first quest marker for the week, uh TMNT Shredder's Revenge is coming out on mobile thanks to Netflix. That's right, the uh mobile uh and uh video uh basically watch service is bringing TMNT uh, Shredder's Revenge to your phone as long as you have the the service uh, even I believe it's just the basic membership uh, you can go on to the to the mobile app uh, link through the app to the Google Play Store and download TMNT Shredder's Revenge and play with your friends so if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out it's uh, an exciting blast from the past um, even though that it's a newer game it it's very reminiscent of Hyperstone Heist or Turtles in Time. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely do so. I, I want to say it's even up to eight players. So, awesome. Kind of cool. Yeah. It is fun. And in our next bit of news, Meta has announced that they are ending support for the original Quest headset. Ooh. Um, Yeah. In an email planning the uh, changes uh, to the to the headset, uh, they have detailed the fact that you will no longer be able to uh, create, a, join a party, or have access to Meta Horizon Home or the social features starting on March 5th, and eventually just taper off the rest of the services throughout the course of the, the rest of this year. So. Um, if you do have a headset, uh, currently you can still um, use it. The apps are still available, and they will continue to support it with updates. But um, starting March for or fifth, um, you will notice that apps are going to start dropping like flies, unfortunately, for for usage on your headset. So be aware of that, and uh, I guess plan on uh, spending the extra hundred dollars that. Uh, Quest said that the price adjustment on their Quest 2 uh, was to focus on, uh, let's see, I, I'll give you the exact quote actually, 
By adjusting the price on the Quest 2, we continue to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and new product development that pushes that pushes VR industry to new heights. Uh, we have ambitious VR hardware roadmap beginnings uh, with the launch of our high-end headset, Project Cambria, later this year, and we plan to ship new generations of the Meta, Meta Quest after that. So I think this is just the... Uh, the, the end of the first generation of the headset and uh, more great things to come for, for Meta in the future, hopefully. And in our last bit of news, Steam hit a new record with over 10 million concurrent players. Um, the actual um, time it hit, I want to say, was January 7th. Um, they, they hit... 32 million. Um, let me pull up the Steam DB myself because I had an extra graph. Um, yeah, it was uh, 32 million 186,000 players, and then the following day actually topped it again um, by I want to say another hundred thousand players almost. So. Um, congrats to Steam for hitting a new all-time high, and hopefully we can continuing enrolling new users with the uh, the uh, Steam Deck out in the the wild now. So, but that that's it for for the quest markers for this evening. <laughs> and because that is it for the uh, quest markers, that means that is it. For this week's news roundup, again, it is January 13th, 2022. So thank you so much for joining us on this Friday the 13th. Of course, if you missed out on anything here and you want to be able to take us on the go, be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. But if you need to find out exactly where we are, you can check us out on our homepage, anchor.fm slash the dash NPCs, dash podcast, all the platforms we're supported on and our back catalog are all available on there as well. Be sure to subscribe to us here, of course, so that way when we go live, you'll know exactly when we go live, especially if you hit that notification bell and be sure to follow us, of course, on social media. With all that said, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's news roundup. We will catch you all next week. Laters.